What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 16th, 2020. Tim Geddes, can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah, baby. That's right. It's 316, Austin 316. Respect the Lord and Savior. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Geddes. Let's him host. There is broken glass everywhere, Greg, and I wouldn't want it any other way. That's what I like to say. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. This is the first time we've ever done a, a podcast from home. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are uh, w- listening in your car, your tractor, maybe you're flying a plane, <laughs> congratulations, pay attention to the clouds. But if you're in a, a video listener over there, you notice that, yeah, you're just getting a, a looping screen over there because indeed, because of COVID, we have decided to work from home for this week and the foreseeable future. And so we are doing all the podcasts from home this week. So yeah, it's completely different. What, do, what are you wearing, Tim? Uh, I'm wearing a a hoodie that Twitch gave me years ago oh, for a company oh. called Niche that no longer exists. Yes, of uh, course. it was comfortable then. It's comfortable now. Do you think it would have been comfortable if that uh, app stick or stuck around? Yeah, I think it would have been more comfortable then. Sure, but sure. It's, it's doing pretty good. I got some sweatpants on as well, and I got some MeUndies on. I got some MeUndies socks. I don't know if we're wow. sponsored today, but my life is sponsored by MeUndies. Gotcha. I appreciate that. We are not sponsored by MeUndies today. I'll tell you about that later, though. Mm. Yeah, so, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, because we just said it, but this is all news to you, you are listening to the first show, and I mean first ever show we've done from home, meaning that this is very much the beginning of us figuring out all the problems. So if things aren't balanced, if things aren't going the way they should, let us know. We'll get to it and fix it. But obviously, uh, we are all uh, dealing with a unforeseen circumstance here in our life as we go through this so we appreciate your patience uh, of course please continue to support us wherever you do i know obviously on youtube just having a spinning background isn't the best solution but hey in any in a, you know it's a storm we gotta go to any port right tim oh gotta go to the ports and i do recommend everybody <laughs> listening right now to uh check out the vod on twitch of our test stream we did last night because that was something special I think it really sets the tone and tenor for what this week is going to be, which is all of us already on the brink of insanity, ready to do Mm -hmm. whatever we have to to have fun Mm -hmm. with each other. Uh, But enough about that, Tim. Instead, let's talk about everything you ever wanted to know about the Xbox Series X and Animal Crossing reviews, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can get the show ad-free and with the exclusive post-show. One caveat to us doing this from home, of course, is that since there's really no video version there won't be a video version on patreon it will just we're just going to upload the audio files of it because of course that do you really need to see the spinning background we don't think so but let us know if you think otherwise of course patreon.com slash kind of funny games is also where you can get all your questions in be part of the show questions comments concerns we want your squad up requests and anything you want to talk about under the video game sun you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe it's a glass coffee table i'm on right now i didn't i didn't know how hard i could bang chatters dude 316 oh can you imagine if i if i smash down austin you see i I had one of his beers over i had all i had many beers from him over the weekend the james burke special man he loves that stone cold ipa it's really good. It's really good. We're not yeah, sponsored by him either. Surprisingly, it is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get some housekeeping out of the way because it is a huge show today, Tim. Uh, first and foremost, our Animal Crossing review is live. Joey and myself talk about Animal Crossing uh, for, geez, uh, an hour right now. If you want to go hear our take on New Horizons, uh, long and short of it is we love it. We think you will too. But please head over to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, uh, you know, uh, podcast services around the globe. It's on the Gamescast feed. It is one of your two games cast this week tim mm-hmm. that's exciting stuff it? also on the kind of funny side youtube.com slash kind of funny the new animated video is up the best of Ooh. kind of funny moments animated it's andy being addicted to hot cheetos and it's very good okay great uh, on top of all that ladies and gentlemen we were supposed to host the core reveal party this week on kind of funny but working from home uh, both us and the people who make the video game core mean that can't happen so we're going to do the big stream for core when we get back uh you will of course be able to join us play with us build multiplayer games alongside us and then publish them immediately but instead right now you can go support core uh today they announced they are in alpha meaning that you can go and sign up and create your own multiplayer games and play them instantly with the world go to co- go to to 
corgame.com. Uh, you can get in the alpha. You can get creating. You can get ready for our stream. Plus, you can catch them streaming all week long, but specifically all day long today on twitch.tv slash core live. Uh, once we finish Cool Friends, I'm going to make sure we host that for them because they have been very nice about, hey, we're going to do this big stream party with you at GDC. Awesome. Wait, GDC isn't happening. Okay. Wait, we're working from home. Okay, so are we. Okay, well, we'll figure this out later, but Core is a really cool game where you get to go create multiplayer stuff. We're excited to play it with you whenever the fates allow. <laughs> right now, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, Drew Garnier Frutis, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today, we're brought to you by Hymns and Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report. Oh, there you go. Fuck everybody who said this show wouldn't have the same bar of quality. <laughs> Look at it right now. Kevin, a new mic. <laughs> no, I love I'm it. Getting I love a new it. mic today, guys. We've no. talked about it. Please don't be mean. Kevin, we're not being mean. You're doing a great job. That was fantastic. Everybody loves it when things are a little, the screws are a bit loose. If I have to hear one more person say, I wish they could go back to the spare bedroom. Motherfuckers, we're in it right now. All right? You're going to deal with it. <laughs> Number one on the Roper Report, it's an Xbox Series X blowout. Both the Xbox Newswire and Digital Foundry have comprehensive reports. I can barely understand all about the Xbox Series X under the hood stuff. Uh, the summary that I got, Tim, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's really we fast. I couldn't even hear Kevin. I'm sorry. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this so much. Just oh. so you guys know, we heard Kevin. <laughs> That's awesome. But, okay, I got sorry. It. Now they can hear me. Yep. Now they can hear Kevin. Do you want to do it again, Kevin? Because it was great. You came out of nowhere with it. Here, let's do it again. All right. Okay. Just for you, Kev. Uh, so let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> nice no, broken he's broken no you should say how many news stories right we yeah whatever and three <laughs> three news stories oh, <laughs> yeah we all screwed it up on that one but like i said welcome back to the spare bedroom uh so kept uh, so tim the summary i got of all this stuff because there's a lot of words up there i don't understand mm-hmm. it's really fast ray tracing mm-hmm. is beautiful and input yes. lag will be a thing of the past and, and also it, it's well it's also bigger than a banana it is bigger than a banana, yeah. Not by a lot much. Of good news. Uh, yeah. Controllers looking fantastic. The load times looking looking great. The one thing that I think is most exciting is that out the gate, it's going to essentially enhance every game that you already own on the Xbox platforms. Uh-huh. Just already, like where it's going to be enhanced. What loading, does that mean? Though? Visuals, okay. things, all the things that you'd want, they're going to be there right when you get this console. Uh, just off the top, the one thing that I don't love is the proprietary memory card. That they got going. Oh, on. we're gonna get to that. Yeah, you want yeah, me? I got a whole bunch of things to talk about. I I'm just sure we'll go know. through it all. Just top level where my head's at. This is yeah. all obviously fantastic news. I've spent the last couple of days playing uh, Doom on the Xbox One X, and I is that have... another kind of funny games cast review you'll be getting this oh. week? Oh yeah, yeah. You're you getting will. it tomorrow, Tuesday morning. Animal Crossing and Doom back to back. Crazy stuff, guys. Crazy stuff. But yeah, I've been playing it. My God, it's just beautiful. The X runs that thing so well. And to to know that we're going to get a console that is even more powerful so soon, very exciting stuff. And especially knowing that it's going to make these games better. That's really cool shit. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, Would you like to get into some of the mumbo jumbo stuff? Let's do it. Because I don't want to, because again, if you are one of these people, right, you're over there in your lab coat and you got your fucking stethoscope on, you're like, oh man, I love gigahertz and teraflops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are on the wrong show with Greg Miller, but I can give you that. So here's the mumbo jumbo from IGN's Adam Bankhurst. Also, Tim, I want you to know that I, this morning I got up, I showered as normal. I got ready. I did my hair, then discovered the sink had flooded in the kitchen. So I had to tear all that apart and then be late to the show. And then I just spilled some coffee and cleaned it up with a sock. So that's where we're at. I'm working from home. I gotta (laughs) love it, man. Here's the mumbo jumbo from IGN's Adam Bankhurst. The Xbox Series X will include 8X Zen 2 cores uh, at 3.8 gigahertz, 12 teraflops, 16 GB GDDR6 RAM, 1 terabyte of internal storage with the option for expandable storage through a 1 terabyte expansion card, and much more. The Xbox Series X processors has enough power to run up to four Xbox One. I'm sorry, up to four Xbox One S game sessions at once. But its dedicated hardware-enabled ray tracing can harness quote the equivalent of 25 teraflops of power, despite the console's GPU having 12 teraflops. End quote. Does that get you excited, Tim? Does that I move? Mean, 
If I'm being honest, it's like we're hitting a point that these numbers are just so ridiculous that it's like, sure, it is exciting that they're that high. Like this, this is the type of tech nerd in me. Like it brings me back to being like a a nine-year-old boy excited to go to Best Buy just to walk through the graphics card aisle of the the computer section just to look at all the dinosaurs on the boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm, You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Uh, I do. No, I do. I do remember this. And then try to find one that just has the, what are the biggest numbers? There's something exciting about big numbers, right? And right. I feel like that that excitement only goes so far nowadays because it needs to be backed up with, you know, what okay, but what does this actually mean? And luckily, Xbox has already proven that. So I feel- And that's the biggest thing about it is, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm not the number tech guy, whatever, but they're saying all these numbers, whatever. And then you have Digital Foundry going through and like you said, talking about load times, talking about uh, suspending and resuming multiple games in, in one session, right? And, and how they're taking this raw data that I know gets people who are those kind of people excited but making it matter to me Mm -hmm. sirens are on my side if you hear that (laughs) didn't even hear him but i love it we can't get away from don't worry about it earlier there was a leaf blower outside jen was like you're gonna love that (laughs) i don't know does he go all day how many leaves are back there (laughs) yeah man it's and again like i I keep saying like we already have the the one x and that was the first console that really pushed the flops right i feel like that kind of introduced the xbox one s introduced hdr into people's lexicon when it comes to playing games xbox one x introduced the flops and so now to be at a point where you know the general public the general gaming public kind of understands aspects of that a bit more and like what that actually can mean for the system like yeah just more numbers are better and these numbers are insane because we're talking double triple in some cases right and yeah, like even yeah. even here they're talking about this 12 teraflops which is double the six teraflops of the one x but it can be the equivalent of 25 teraflops it's like all right flops on flops on flops on flops <laughs> uh another thing i, I called it out of the front but uh, i i pulled this more from uh, the xbox wire report over there will tuttle who of course is an ex ign team xbox he worked with us in at ign back in the day um he was talking about what for him was the most impressive when he was looking through ray tracing was the way colors came through glass and the way in 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 the way um it it changed the way light looked and even what they showed again with in their uh, side by side of minecraft with ray tracing on ray tracing off for me as again somebody who looks at all these numbers and it's greek to me seeing stuff like that in action is where i get super excited where ray tracing does seem like it's going to be that graphical jump i talk about all the time of like uh how much can it go from right how where can it go from you know we talk about when it was you know uh nes to snes snes to 64 you know there were these giant leaps in what it looked like and i feel like ps3 to ps4 while granted when you go back and look at it now like Mm -hmm. you know a late game ps4 game to a early ps3 game you're like of course there's a huge jump there but it was so more so much more incremental this does seem like a big jump for console gaming I mean, it, it definitely does. Uh, I feel like the proof is in the pudding with the the ray tracing and all that yeah. stuff because, I, you know, when the Xbox One first launched, like, it wasn't even hitting the, the 1080p, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like now that we're kind of at the end of the cycle and stuff, it's like every game's currently not even hitting 4K. I want proof that, you know, when these games are coming out that we're hitting that 4K 60. Then we can add the ray tracing. Then we can get even crazier. They're talking about frames per second higher than 60. That's going to be a rarity. I don't think that that's going to be commonplace uh, with this iteration of the consoles. Um, But even with all that, it's very exciting stuff. And yeah, ray tracing, ray tracing, HDR, these are things that aren't necessarily going to like wow people uh, that don't know. But it's when you have things side by side, then you're like, oh, my God, that is demonstrably better. I do think it is similar to what you're talking about, about what your mind remembers PS3 games looking like compared right. to how much they actually look like. Um, here's a question from BJ Bernardo, who wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hi, y'all. With the Xbox Series X releasing tech specs today, it felt like they're really focusing on load times or lack thereof. What's more important, load times or better graphics? Thanks, BJ. Tim? Um, it's case by case, right? I think it's game by game, and it depends on uh, the how the developers optimize the experience. Are you playing a game that it's one load and then you're in forever? Because in that case, I will, I'd rather take a minute of load time to have a prettier game for hours of experience, right? Compared mm-hmm. to, is it a game that you're loading every damn three seconds? Then yeah, right. loading is going to be important for sure. 
Yeah, I think you're right that it's a case by case thing, and actually, in, in you know, you don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face here, right? If you are going to say, "Oh no, well, I mean, better graphics are better," and then the load times are ginormous and are every five seconds, that's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But even last night, you know, playing the Division Two, like that initial load in takes so long, and I, mm-hmm. I would love if when we get these new consoles, we're jumping in there, and Xbox Series X is lightning fast right into it. Uh, you know, I am super stoked for this suspend feature for this of not having to quit your progress in multiple games. And I thought it was really fascinating. I don't know how much you got to read today. Their uh, reasoning behind it. It was from them having these conversations of noticing what their actual user base was doing with the Xbox One X, with the Xbox, and saying, okay, we see that they're playing multiple games a month we should figure out how to make the console work for them in a specific way that is rare, you know, not rare, but you and or people like me, I think are becoming more of the dinosaurs where I play one game and I'm playing that one game and I'm going to beat that game and then I'll move on to the next thing. Whereas with things like Fortnite, you know, with things like Minecraft, these, uh, you know, constant experiences you're going through, you have to be switching console or switching games more often than not. Yeah. That's that's really true. It's it's interesting with all this stuff because I feel like you know with the quick resume stuff and all the the loading, uh, we're, we're still need going to see games be well developed and optimized. Optimized is probably the the word I'm looking for, not well developed. Uh, I just played Ori and the Blind or Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, over the last weekend, and granted, we were playing the pre release and that was before the patch, but I played about half the game with the the day one patch that was supposed to fix everything. And I'm playing that game on the One X, and you'd imagine that that thing could that the One X could eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, it didn't, man. I had more tech problems than I did with uh, Force Unleash or Wow, uh, Force Awakens. Wait, no, <laughs> Fallen Order. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I'm right there with you. I could not remember which Animal Crossing was the DS one. <laughs> when we were, I was like, wait, Animal Crossing New Frontier. <laughs> Joey's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's crazy, right? Like that, you know, a game that looks that simple that I feel like a lot of people would look at and be like, oh, when's it going to get ported to the Switch? Um, it, it was still hitching so, so, so much on yeah. um, the One X and even simple things like bringing up your map, which you're doing constantly. And I think that's a good example of um, optimizations necessary that are more important necessarily than pretty graphics. But for something that is so key to the gameplay experience, those are the loading instances. It's not necessarily seeing a loading screen at the bottom of the screen, like kind of fill up. It's the moment to moment gameplay stuff of how long does it take to get from the gameplay screen to the menu screen and back? Yeah. Now here's my question for you. And this is just spitballing here, but you're using Ori as your example, right? An Xbox exclusive. One of the big ones they've been hanging their hat on in terms Mm -hmm. of like console stuff that even on your Xbox one X is having issues. Does that lead you when you read all these specs and hear about the loading and hear about this amazing stuff to take it with a grain of salt? And this isn't an Xbox only thing. This is a PlayStation. This is everybody talking about their next new box that inevitably this still happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, do not expect 4K60 for a majority of the games. It's simply not going to happen. Even now for similarly stacked similarly specced computers we're not seeing that uh i feel like it's it's rare that that games hit that granted the xbox one or series x seems to be really trying to like have something to prove here um but i do think it's uh, important to look at what's going on currently with the one x and how games are playing there especially new games especially smaller games um but there's something to be said about it being a smaller game right yeah like it's not like we're talking about there's thousands of people working on this thing to optimize it but it is a big exclusive i don't know i kind of go back and forth but um it's important to to keep an eye on it and to just be realistic that none of these things are going to solve all our problems they all are all going to add up to making our experiences much much better uh right now what i'm seeing is my wife popping up in slack because she's listening to the show saying one of you has notifications on and then i I see in in the, I see in the Twitch chat, everyone going ding, ding, ding. But the fact that sh- they're all saying ding, ding, ding as my wife was ding, ding, dinging me makes it think it's me on this other. So let me, I'm opening Slack. It, on it this. is in fact me. It is me. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. I'm downloading some stuff. I'm trying to prep the something. I take it back from my wife. I'm sorry, Jen. I didn't mean to go after you. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't mean to make it like it was her fault or whatever. But again, you wanted the spare bedroom, motherfuckers. Here you go. Enjoy the goddamn dings. Am I right, Tim? Ring a ding, ding. Tim, give me the wolf pack thing to your screen. Oh shit! She's, 
Too sweet. Well, no, there's no camera. It. Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't I know if you're doing it. You don't know if I'm doing it. No, I did it. I did it. Hell I yeah, touched you did. my monitor, man, for you. Don't touch that or your face. Oh. All right. So now, believe it or not, we are not moving on to another story. We are still within the Xbox Series X blowout story. Now we're going to go to IGN, where Joe Scrabbles, a made-up name, says, What's new with the Xbox controller? In an interview on the Xbox Newswire, senior designer Ryan Whitaker went through some of the differences on the very familiar controller. Uh, that similarity is key. People are very used to the Xbox controller design, so changes were meant to be evolutionary rather than wholesale. The biggest difference is in how the controller will now be easier to hold for those with smaller hands. While not immediately, while not immediately noticeably smaller, the team has achieved the effect by rounding the bumpers slightly slightly rounding the bumpers, slightly reducing and rounding parts of the triggers, and carefully sculpting the grips. Bumpers and triggers now also have a tactile dot pattern not found on the standard Xbox One controllers. The new D-pad is designed as a hybrid between the two swappable designs of the Xbox Elite controller. It has a slightly deeper lowest point, allowing for the thumb to sit more comfortably inside, and will apparently allow for easy pressing of up, down, left, and right, while also making it easier to perform sweeps and diagonals. As previously seen, the controller now has a share button between between and below the view and men, menu buttons. Uh, it's not clear uh, exactly how it will work in practice, but Whitaker explains that it's designed to allow screenshots or video to be recorded without the need of on-screen menus. Well, it's not clear. Fake Joe Scrabbles. It's it's just going to be the PlayStation or the the uh, the Switch. Even it's going to be more like the Switch, right? Tap for a screenshot, hold for a video. This is how you know Joe Scrabbles is just a title they pass around to him. Yeah. If Joe Scrabbles was one person in the business for the 30 years I've been reading Joe Scrabbles' names, he would mm -hmm. know these things. Yeah. The controller will now remember multiple Bluetooth devices and al to allow for faster connections and includes Bluetooth low en energy that should make pairing more simple. The controller now has a USB-C port, thank God, for pairing and connecting, but wireless latency has also been worked on. Essentially, says Whitaker, information is sent more frequently from the controller and matched with the exact frames of your, uh, your game on screen. Whew. Tim. Yeah. Yeah, you you're playing your third party stuff solely on Xbox. Mm -hmm. Are you stoked for this controller? I mean, I'm holding my the Elite Series Two in my hands right now, Greg. And there's a lot of similarities between what they showed today and what I'm holding my hand right now, and it's all good stuff. Um, that D-pad looks real nice. I'm interested in it. I don't know. Xbox has never nailed the D-pad on any of these consoles, on any iteration of the Elite controllers, whatever it is. They're always close. They're always so close. At, well, not sorry. They're not always so close. They've been <laughs> so close. Um, I have really enjoyed both the Elite Series 1 and Series 2 D-pads, uh, just not as much as a traditional Nintendo D-pad um, or even the PlayStation uh, DualShock 4 one, but that's just because of placement more than anything. Um, but I love having the, the little ribbed, triggers that's really nice what the elite series 2 doesn't have right now is the uh bumpers having the little ribs as well the tactile dots that they're talking about uh -huh. i don't know how necessary that is but they do feel nice on this controller and the, my favorite things uh features of the controller are the weight of it and the usb-c it just makes things super nice and the, the quicker we move to an all usb-c uh, present the better in my opinion 100 yeah definitely now nanobiologist calls out in the in the you're wrong here and he, he's he's calling me out but he should call out just Grebel because that's who i'm reading from uh you didn't mention that the new xbox controller will still use double a batteries how you feeling about that timothy uh i do not like that at all but isn't that <laughs> wait hold on so what, you gonna... can't isn't that it's not optional so with the elite controller it's optional the Elite Controller, Optional. I can charge. It with, okay. I can charge it with USB C. So I guess. Hold on, let me let me reread this real quick. So the USB C is only for pairing, or for latency, getting rid of latency, huh? Well, that seems like a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Now I'm trying to find a better article for it. Here's what I got for you on that, all right? This is from Matt Brown at Windows Central. Xbox Series X controller features USB-C port, AA batteries return. Microsoft has provided some additional details in the new Xbox wireless controller on track to ship alongside the Xbox Series X uh, later in 2020. The redesigned gamepad, it's all the stuff. Ergonomics, further streaming design, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as previously announced, new controller. This is, you just, your headline was about this. Why is it, why am I five graphs in now still looking for this battery? 
The grass. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that too? That's how I talk. Uh, right. Yeah, here we go. I think maybe let's jump in. With Microsoft re- recently unveiling the full Xbox Series X specifications, uh, Redmond has provided additional context surrounding its company controller. That includes the addition of USB-C connectivity to replace the top-facing micro-USB port, adopting a modern standard primed uh, for growth of Project X Cloud on mobile too. Adopting a modern Oh, the USB-C. Uh, the new Xbox Series X gamepad also returns this. Oh, here we go. Uh, the new Xbox Series X gamepad also retains the external batteries, requiring AA batteries or a separate charging pack. So just like every other Xbox controllers you've ever had. Uh, when, bad. when using a charging pack, uh, users will need the USB-C to USB-A cable due to the lack of USB-C on the system itself. That's dumb, too. That's very <laughs> dumb, too. That's not. I don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a swing and a miss. Um, I, I, this is, I've had this, I, like, uh, we've been lucky enough, obviously, to have Xbox people come through before, right? And be on Gamescast and stuff. And I mm-hmm. inevitably give them shit about this eventually, that their controller, I, I always, you know, try to become a real troll about it and how they're not, like, eco-friendly or whatever. And they just go, is it really that hard to buy the controller pack? Which always speaks to me, they're just trying to keep the price down on what they're giving you in the box. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, it's an interesting thing where I, I can see an argument against the uh, Elite Series controllers not having uh, battery functionality or, like, AA battery functionality because you're, you're spending hundreds of dollars on this thing. And eventually when the internal battery dies, you're kind of screwed. And that's such a big investment. Because, uh, I mean, how many DualShock 4s have you had over your time that just don't hold a charge anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, eventually that becomes a problem. Um, I do think USB-C helps with all that. But yeah, it's there's no great answers here, but this is definitely not what I would like to see from this. And yeah, I've out seen, of the box, I wish it was just charge. And people are saying that uh, it's compatible with the old uh, play and charge pack, but to me, that means then you have to be using micro USB. It's just a whole too many cables. Well, no, because remember the 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 previous play and charge packs, right? You just pop in the back of the controller, and you you do charge them just by putting it into the USB uh, slot. So I t- basically, I take my Xbox One controller battery pack, put it into my Xbox Series X controller pack, shut it, and then USB-C the controller, and it would work. And that's how it charges the... That's how it charges the battery pack, yeah. it's not. It's, I understand what you're thinking of in uh, the uh, Xbox 360 battery packs, at least some of them, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, were that you could take them out and put them into charging docks. I guess technically you probably still could do that with Xbox One ones, but I'd never seen anybody yeah. do that. Either way, this is just it's it's the, another it's step. Little, it's the little things, man. That like this is it the end of the world? Absolutely not. Is it annoying? One thousand percent. Does it matter to me? No, because I have my elite controller that's going to be compatible with the next gen. Deal. So for for every bad move they're making, they're also making good moves, right? We'll see. I I mean I think so, yeah. But we'll see. But here's I think the biggest bad move of the day. Timothy Geddes. Are you ready? Because this yeah. is going to be a long one. I'm reading from Mike Williams at US Gamer. Mike Williams, of course, friend of the show. Every, I'm going to read pretty much this entire article. So everyone should go to US Gamer and give it a read there. And give him a click because it's uh, he breaks it down very well, I think. Uh, the you know biggest piece of bad news here, Tim, I think, and as you said too, is that you're going to need these proprietary cards to expand the memory. Yeah. You will eventually, this is Mike, you will eventually run out of space on your game console. One day, you'll need to delete games or increase your storage capacity. It's inevitable. How you handle that situation varies on the system you own. For the Nintendo Switch, it's as easy as popping in a new micro SD card. For the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 Pro, you need to change the 2.5-inch hard drive in an easily accessible hardware tray. On the Xbox One and the Xbox One X, though, replacing the hard drive is much harder, as it requires taking apart the system, which voids your warranty. Instead, it's best to rely on external USB hard drives to back up your games. With the upcoming Xbox Series X, Microsoft is offering a new solution, though it'll likely be a costly one. As revealed in Digital Foundry's report, the Xbox Series X works on on a system Microsoft calls the Velocity Architecture, where the SSD and the I.O. system works to provide Xbox Series X game additional benefits. Velocity Architecture allows game storage to become additional memory, while also saving CPU overhead and efficiency loading assets like textures. Okay. Uh, the important part is the console expects games to run off the Series X custom 1TB NVMe SSD. Microsoft realizes that 1TB might not be enough for the life of the system, so there's a proprietary slot on the back of the system for expandable storage. This slot uses custom-built NVM, I'm sorry, NVMe SSD cartridges that, once inserted into the system, work just like the speedy internal hard drive. 
Am I still here? Okay, good. Oof, mm-hmm. Tim, my screen went to sleep because I'm using this new <laughs> PC setup, and I was like, oh, God, am I gone? Uh, the cartridge design also includes the necessary necessary heat sink to protect the NVMe uh, SSD from overheating. But this means you can't just plug in any hard drive. You need one from Microsoft. The one terabyte expansion unit that our friends at Digital Foundry played with was Seagate, Seagate branded. The format is meant to be portable, meaning you should be able to pick up multiple units and swap them in as needed. Digital Foundry's hardware breakdown video even shows a plastic cover for the expansion unit when it's not in the system. Does this sound familiar, Tim? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Memory cards? Oh, the yeah. Xbox Series X still has support uh, for external USB 3.2 hard drives, but that's related to Microsoft's promise that all Xbox One accessories will work with the new console. Series X owners can use external USB hard drives to store and run Xbox One and Xbox backwards compatibility titles. You will be able to store Xbox Series X. You will be able to store Xbox Series X games on the drives, but you won't be able to run them without transferring the game to the internal NVMe hard drive for the custom slot drive. NVMe. Just so you know. Oh, I'm supposed to say the E, not me. Yeah, why, why, why is the E lowercase? That's dumb. I don't know, but it, it is. NVMe. Got it. Uh, uh, the one terabyte expansion cards will apparently be swappable between different Xbox Series X systems, so you'll be able to copy your games over to the cards and take them to a friend's console. There's no word on pricing for the custom one terabyte expansion cards, but they'll probably be expensive. Seagate already sells its one terabyte USB 3.0 game drive for Xbox One for a suggested retail price of $214.99. That's just a standard one terabyte USB 3.0 SSD drive, uh, and the NVMe SSD needed for the Xbox Series X is more expensive. A standard issue, or sorry, a standard Seagate one terabyte SSD costs $129.99, while the NVMe SSD costs $199.99. Though you can find it for as low as $149.99. That's a $70 premium, so I'm guessing $250 won't be the asking price. Will I'm sorry, I'm guessing $250 will be the asking price of the one terabyte expansion card. If you're willing to go the normal external USB 3.0 hard drive, uh, that'll be much cheaper, but you'll need to move your Series X games around if your library is hefty enough. And libraries aren't getting smaller, as assets for 4K take up a lot of space. Call of Duty Warzone, the recent standalone battle royale for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, is 80 to 100 gigabytes on its own. So that space will be eaten up by future titles pretty quickly. Tim, this is yeah. something you let off talking about. Yeah. What's, what's your read on it? So it's obviously bad news. Proprietary is never a fun thing, and uh, it just limits your options. That's Memory Stick people... Pro Duo. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, the difference here, uh, erroneous uh, in the chat says, Tim and Greg, the reason why they use special external storage is the need for it to be fast enough on par with the internal storage. Sony will do the same simply because they're not an external solution fast enough. That is an interesting point, and it it is important because they are trying to build a system that works and I applaud them for that. What I don't applaud them for is the the markups and the, the premium prices. And unfortunately that is just going to be the reality. These NVMe SSDs are very expensive uh, in internal or this new external version that they're trying to do. And um, I, I can imagine a lot of people wanting to know why the Xbox didn't lead with a bigger internal hard drive uh, to get ahead of it, right? Like, why only have one terabyte if you know this is going to be a problem? That would make the console cost even more than it's already going to, demonstrably. Like, I think by by the hundreds. Yeah, um, no, I want I want to talk. That was a question from uh, Anakin JMT for Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, which was, yeah, is Microsoft making a mistake not including more storage, or is it strategic move to keep the price down and stay competitive? It's I think just like the fact that the controllers aren't built in to be rechargeable. I think yes, this is most definitely how can we get as much out of this with without making you guys pay 600 700 yeah i mean it's it's pretty insane I, i'm very interested to see what this costs based on all the specs that they're talking about like the more they talk about it the more it's like wow this thing is going to be a beast this thing is going to cost a lot of money um and these ssds like I, i'm really interested in, in computer parts and you know building computers and stuff and um constantly i'm looking at these ssds and like trying to deck out my my system and the two terabyte is at that point where it is the the top of the uh, the line when it comes to all right you're spending a lot of money but you're gonna get some good stuff anything more than that you're just like wow it, it's that jump between okay cool this the tv's three thousand dollars but it's top of the line and then the next jump up is fifteen thousand yeah Th- does that make sense like 100 the, the two terabyte uh nvme ssds are kind of like you you're paying a lot but it's the the most it's the end of the reasonable purchases so Xbox isn't going to want to do that as their standard. You can go a little bit lower. You're going to have to go a little bit lower. 
Uh, but that does suck for the proprietary side of things. But if it works, it works. And th- that's the difference between the Pro Duo and stuff that we're talking about with the PSP is this is a move to be able to expand your playability of games on the system, not just storage. Like you can still have the external storage and other hard drives to hold the games and then just transfer them over to this. Obviously, none of this is ideal, but it's just the realities we're facing when games are 100 gigabytes each. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, the fact that somebody called out in the chat, right, erroneous, was saying that it's going to be the same way on PS5. This is the problem with going first, right, and announcing this. is, And I don't, again, I don't think, is this like the end end of the world? No. You know what I mean? Like I'm, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like I am the guy who prides himself on keeping his PlayStation 4 Pro like neat and tidy. And so when I see games start slipping and I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to get back to you. But even if I want to get back to you, I'll, I'll re-download you and I clean them up. Like, I, you know, I, I was so, well, I guess on my my PlayStation 4 launch unit, right? Like I, before I did anything with it, I, I put a new hard drive in it. But mm-hmm. with the pay, PlayStation 4 Pro, that's never been a problem because I just keep yeah. cycling things so quickly. And so, yeah, to your point, this comes down to if you're that kind of gamer. Like they're giving you a terabyte to play with, which granted in the land of 100 gigabyte games isn't the most in the world. But it's enough that you should be able to juggle. And if you really need to juggle and move to that, you know, external solution, there it is. Or, yeah, you know, store them over there and transfer them the other way with what you already have. They're well, giving you options, even though it seems like this is the way they're doing it. The, the other thing to keep in mind is we're also moving towards a different future that doesn't work the way things currently do, right? Great like point. We, we already know that things like xCloud are going to exist. And granted, the people that have the Series X probably aren't the market for xCloud. Um, but maybe they are for certain games, right? And uh, on top of that, we're already hearing a lot of talk from PlayStation and Xbox, if I remember correctly, about games kind of having uh, multiple like piecemeal downloads per game, whether it's yeah. single player, multiplayer, yeah, you can download the multiplayer this mode, download. that mode. And I feel like the more we get used to that, like I feel like things will start making a bit more sense. And it's just a lot of things to kind of help this all work, uh, even though it's never going to work perfectly. Like, and by that, I mean, you're going to have to spend money if you want the the premiums and that sucks, but it's reality. It's also exactly it's reality, right? I think in like, you know, we brought up PSP, right? You bring up uh, the way Vita did it. Like, I mean, even you want to go to PlayStation 2 and their memory cards, like Mm -hmm. there's always something there's always people are always tacking something on here. And, And like, even with your switch and how much built in memory was in that, right? We all immediately ran out and bought a card. Like it's you bring up a great point that this isn't apples to apples this is a step up in terms of technology it is new technology it is going to need new solutions and so yeah i think it's one of those like i think we've all been burned by proprietary tech before <laughs> that's why you're like ooh. but xbox seems to be doing everything right in terms of building a really cool system and giving you reason to be excited and here's the, the last thing i want to say about it is this is the most excited i've ever been about proprietary tech of what wow. the actual tech is because i know what it is like the, ah, the pro yeah. duo was not faster than uh, other similar cards right mm-hmm. but when we over the last decade have seen the speed difference like be, being a video editor like i know the difference between a hard drive and a solid state drive going from solid state drives to these uh nvme drives is a similar leap it, it's not as big but it's a similar leap and that's exciting stuff when we're talking about being able to run games off of that and being able to expand that side it's going to be expensive and it's going to be a pain in the ass but that is this is this is a good thing. It's not like proprietary, and they're using hard drives, right? Yeah. Uh, last piece I want to toss in here, right, is uh, one you'd expect, but it's nice to have confirmation on. Uh, Gear Gears Five will be a banger on the Xbox One X Series launch. Uh, this is Richard Letter uh, Lead Better at Digital Foundry, whose giant piece that you should go read for all this stuff has uh, Coalition Tech Director Mike Rayner in there, and his quote is this: "Gears Five will be optimized, so the work that you've seen today will be there, available at launch on Xbox Series X." The title will support smart delivery, so if you already have the title in whatever form, you'll be able to get it on Series X for free. Obviously, we've talked a lot about smart delivery. We've talked about what a great move that is for consumers. We talked about how Xbox has been great at messaging that. Not surprising, Tim, but good good on them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this is what – this is the stuff that excites me is like, look, man, the, the Xbox is not a this gen, that gen. It is a platform. These are games that you can play anywhere. Like – I keep talking about my experience with the One X, but this weekend I have been playing all those different games and pop it into Game Pass just to see what's up. It's like, 
I love seeing Fusion Frenzy on the original Xbox next to <laughs> Master Chief Collection next to Gears 5. And it's like knowing that all those games are going to continue to be uh, optimized and enhanced for these new consoles. Like I keep talking about Sonic Generations. The Sonic Generations, an Xbox 360 game, has an Xbox One X 4K update. That's cool, right? Like <laughs> this isn't just backwards compatibility. This is like forwards thinking. Like this is making old games new. Yeah, no, totally. And it's going to be fascinating to see how much that pays off. I hope it does for them. You know what I mean? I really do hope that Xbox Series X has a strong enough launch lineup and Halo Infinite is a system seller enough that people get this, they bring it home, and it is totally the Trojan horse of you put it down and you think you're just going to play Halo Infinite, but you turn it on and, oh, it came with a month of Game Pass. Oh my God, there's so much cool shit on Game Pass. Oh my God, xCloud. Oh my God, you know, what this thing can do. I really, really hope for every all the work they've put in uh, for as much as they've turned the ship around on Xbox. I really hope this is successful for them. Yep. Tim, a quirk of fate, writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Morning all. With Xbox today detailing even more of the Series X specs and technology and seemingly not leaving themselves with as much uh, about the console to reveal, where do you think the big PR beats will come when the official launch happens? Are they just relying on games? Could they be holding back some dream feature to shadow drop on us? Or maybe with the xCloud launch, that'll be what they make a big deal about. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Stay well, a quirk of fate. Uh, I don't think it's a dream feature. I mean, oh, maybe it is a dream feature, that feature being xCloud and Game Pass and all this working beautifully together. But at the end of the day, it is the games. And I think that every step they've shown right now shows that they're making the right calls. It's When it first started happening where we were hearing real substantial things about PlayStation and Xbox from seemingly smaller sites. It wasn't like a giant reveal on their their own platforms. It felt off. But now looking at it, it's like, yo, you want Digital Foundry to be the ones talking about this. They're the ones that are going to present it the way that is exciting to the, the right. audience, right? In a way that can translate between what does a flop mean to, to games, right? And I, to have this moment. And... uh at some point, the bad news of the the price needs to come out. The, the the news of the launch date needs to come out. I do think that all this coronavirus stuff is going to push that information back because I don't think that they will feel comfortable uh, putting a release date out with the state of the world right now. Uh, we have no mm -hmm. idea what's going to happen with the you know shortage of supplies and, and sure. resources and stuff. Um, but I do think it's about the games. Like I think that they're building this now, and then it's just going to be like, hey, here's Halo Infinite. Mic yeah, <laughs> I, I think you're right. To, and I think that that's what's so fascinating about this console launch run up, right? Or this launch of this generation is both. Yeah, PlayStation and Xbox are getting the what I think personally. And I know that I'm in I'm in a very specific camp. What I think personally is the boring stuff where this doesn't display well on stage when you're just talking about flops right now to come out and go like we've talked about before with this go to Digital Foundry. Go to the gold standard and say, hey, guys, here's the box. Try it out. Run your test. Talk about how great it is because we know it's great. And have them come out and go, yep, it's great. It's awesome. It's running fast. It's doing this thing. So that when we get there and they do show you how fast you load into Infinite, when they do boot up, I don't even know, State of the K2 and show how fast that runs or how much better that looks, show you the bells and whistles of Minecraft, You that speaks for itself, right? You, it's We always talk about show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. I think some of this needs to be told and then shown. And yep. I think right now you're telling all this stuff that doesn't make sense to idiots like myself. But when I see it up there, I'm going to be like, oh, I get it now. I understand and, why this was important. And when we've been talking about it for six months, a year at that point, it's like, yeah, you're, you're going to be able to notice. You, you're going to know what to look for, right? Yeah. Like when these games are being played and these games are being shown. I, it's very, very exciting stuff. And like, I just feel we've talked so much about next gen. Like, I'm just excited that I'm going to be able to unplug the the PS4 and the uh, Xbox that I currently have plug the new ones in and keep going. Like nothing's yeah. changed. Like yeah, for the yeah. first time, it's not going to be a time of like, Oh, I need to find more outlets. Cause I need every, everything set up at once. Like they're making so many right calls. And I think at this point it just comes down to the games. All right. Finally, let's move on to number two. <laughs> uh, this is a short one, though. Nintendo Indie World Showcase is coming tomorrow. They tweeted and emailed me. An Indie World Showcase live stream is headed your way. Tune in on March 17th, Tuesday, March 17th, at 10 a.m. Pacific for roughly 20 minutes of information on indie games coming to Nintendo Switch. Tim, 
Not yeah. unexpected, of course. Usually, if if everything had gone right in the world, this would be GDC this week. There'd be mm-hmm. all sorts of developers in San Francisco and guests, and we'd have a whole bunch of different hosts here. Um, traditionally, right, there's always a Nindy World Showcase or in mm-hmm. Nindies or whatever you call it on Tuesday, followed by, hey, everybody who's in San Francisco, come to this hotel and play these games. Yeah. Um, so this was definitely expected, and it's happening, as always. Uh, I think the bigger question is what happens here. So the last couple of years, this has been the show that uh, kind of always has some type of banger indie announcement. Like last year, we had Cuphead, right, um, which was a, like a huge out-of-nowhere thing of this Microsoft exclusive coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, and I, I just don't know where we're at. It's always hard to predict from the indie side because oh, – sure. It's the surprises that get you. It's the games you're like, whoa, that looks – what is Celeste, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, no yeah. one, No one was asking for Golf Story until they saw it. Um, I, I think that on the other side of that, like there are games that it would be interesting to see some updates on, like uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song. We haven't heard about that for a while. Um, a Cyber Shadow release date would be great. Um, I just don't know exactly where we're at with all with all of that. Oh no! I mean, I don't. For me, with the in the in Indies or now the Nintendo the Indie Nintendo Indie World Showcase, it's never about predicting it. It's never about trying to guess what's going to happen. It's just about that tomorrow we're gonna get a whole bunch of cool games. And yeah, yeah some of the indie games we hadn't seen before are gonna come over. I and, and it's always that thing, even right to come out go out on a limb, right? Like, I think I don't even know. Is do you know? Is a is a short hike? Have have they said anything about that coming? Uh, anywhere other than PC? I don't know. Because if I we wanted yeah, – hold on. I like how the first autofill is switch. A short hike switch, right? Um, yeah, I don't see it on here. I wouldn't be surprised, obviously. But a short hike is one of these games that turned so many heads last year and was on so many game of the year lists. I could easily see that being their big announcement, that that's there. I think that uh, – I love kind words on uh, PC. Uh, if they could get that onto the switch, that would be so fucking perfect and brilliant there. Like there's a bunch of, and I am using air quotes, big name indies that haven't made their way to the switch yet. And it's usually, this event is usually about getting one, two, three of those announced. And then also coming in and having the cool shit you weren't expecting. Right. Yeah, totally. The the one thing that I'd love to see is freedom planet Two. freedom planet Mm, is mm. a Sonic like game and, uh, the sequels coming out and there's, if I remember correctly, it's only on PC right now. I'd love to see it announced for switch. I'd love to play it there. Uh, the one game that I think could be a huge win for Nintendo, and I'm totally talking my out of my ass here that it's not already happening, but Disco Elysium. Oh, that is a great one. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, and I can kind of see that. I, what I do think would be great to see from Nintendo, and knowing Nintendo, they are able to be a bit more nimble than than others when it comes to things like this. And given the state of coronavirus and all of that, like it, I feel like now more than ever, we need some shadow drops. Like we need some, and it's available now. Um, so I, I think that it'd be nice to get some substantial game tomorrow that uh, they're like, and you can play it now. Do you worry at all because of Animal Crossing on the horizon? They want on Friday Animal Crossing to be the game that saves us all from coronavirus. Uh, I mean, there's that too, but you know, to give give options. They, I think they know that not everybody's into Animal Crossing, so maybe like speak to a couple different demographics that Nintendo knows that they have on lock. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Speaking of Animal Crossing, Gregway, number three on the Roper Report, Animal Crossing Review Roundup. Tim, are you ready? Let's do it. As of 9.21 this morning, which was more than an hour ago, because this show is long, uh, Metacritic had uh, Animal Crossing at a 91. Nintendo Life gave it a 10. Uh, reading from Alex uh, Olney's review, Animal Crossing New Horizons takes Animal Crossing and not only drags it back onto home consoles, but improves upon every single facet imaginable. There's more to do, more to see, more to change, more to mold, and more to love. Fans and first-time players are going to find themselves losing hours at a time gathering materials, creating new furniture, and making their island undeniably theirs. Every moment is unashamedly blissful with excellently written characters and truly, I'm sorry, that truly feel alive and an island paradise that gives back infinitely more than you put in. Back when Animal Crossing New Leaf hit the shelves all those years ago and created a whole new generation of fans, many people were wondering how Nintendo could possibly top it. But here, we have our answer. This is a masterpiece that has been well worth waiting for. 
over at Venture Beat, he got a 9.5. Jeff Grubb, what up, Jeff Grubb, says, Animal Crossing New Horizons is fantastic. It is the best Animal Crossing game ever made. I've played for more than 60 hours, and I don't want to stop. And for those first 60 hours, and I'm sorry, and those first 60 hours far surpassed the enjoyment I got from the first 60 hours in New Leaf, Wild World, or the original. Nintendo has found new ways to make Animal Crossing rewarding. It's also found fun new styles of play that still feel like they belong. The best thing I can say about New Horizons is that I think it's going to win over some players who previously bounced off the franchise. And it will do so without losing any longtime fans in the process. Those players will find more to love than ever before. And then on the low side, in air quotes, Game Informer gave it a 9.0. Jeff Cork wrote, Animal Crossing New Horizons is designed to be played over a long period of time, with certain items and events available at different times of the year. This review is based on playing the game daily over several weeks. That's enough to evaluate the basic progression and mechanics, but questions remain about the series' staples, like seasonal changes and special for, uh, special festivals around real holidays. To address the national evolution of New Horizons throughout the year, we're planning on updating this review several times, evaluating the new content, and revisiting the score if appropriate. Which I thought, Tim, was a very interesting take. And a mm-hmm. cool way to do it because that was our thing. Of course, like I said, Joey and I have our Animal Crossing review up there right now. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, uh, the Gamescast podcast feed. And, you know, we had at what review time, 15, 16 days with it. And I t- wholeheartedly agree with these glowing reviews. This is the best Animal Crossing I've ever played. I've played them all since GameCube uh, with rare exception. I think I might have missed one. Uh, and... I adore this game. You know what I mean? Like today I talked about the, the sink flooding and all this stuff. So I haven't actually turned on my Island today and it's killing me because I need to get in see who moved <laughs> in and do Just do the daily tasks that I want to grind out in the morning before I get into my real day. And it's just so fantastic, but it is that thing of, you know, 16 days in, we didn't time skip. We didn't want to play that way. So it is, you don't know what it's going to look like. I'm excited for this, you know, Easter event they're having uh, happen in uh, later this month or whatever. Like, there's so much to this game that I can't wait to get further with. Can you time skip in this one? To my knowledge, yes. It's, I mean, I, I mean, it's that thing of, I don't know. You know how Animal Crossing always has those things up there. I'm not going to name names, but I heard somebody at one of the big outlets time skip to, see, to go see what it was and try to speed up their things. Because I'm not going to dime out anybody like Brian Altano. But I'm just going to mm. say I heard mm. rumors that somebody was a clown and playing it wrong. Um <laughs> But in the reviewer's guide, too, it says, like, it's very clear that, hey, you can only review up till the day of uh, today. So it's, and it said specifically, like, don't time, like, you can't, if you time skip, you can't review on what you see. Yeah. So I would assume that, yes, you can time skip, but I would never Not do that because I know how to play Animal Crossing. The thing I'm most interested about Animal Crossing, being somebody that you know doesn't care and is not going to play this game, I'm yeah. interested to see how Nintendo supports it going forward. Like, I, it yeah. would be interesting if the, they did something where you couldn't time skip um and made sure that all the events are you know kind of real-time events that that people have to have together and i think a way to do that is with dlc like they're kind of in a new a new time that uh none of the other animal crossings really could have taken advantage of so i'm hoping that with or without the time skip stuff that there is a substantial amount of reasons and events to come back to this game over over the next at least year and I think they will. You know, this is something uh, Joey and I talked a little bit about in the review. Uh, I think on Friday, Blessing and I talked a little bit about, uh, in general, Animal Crossing and time skipping and events. Because there was a question that was like, hey, would you think that they're going to, like, have, uh, you know, some when Metroid's coming out, some kind of event for bug catching or fishing that would then net you a, Animal Cro- or a, um, a new Samus helmet. Actually, this was in the review, I think, with Joey. And... It was an idea of like, I hope so, right? Like, I do hope that they're taking everything they learned from Pocket Camp and mm-hmm. keeping you engaged. Because, yeah, exactly, right? Of you know, Animal Crossing can be this, is this living, breathing thing. And I, you know, I, I had Kevin, uh, you know, be my fact checker on this, or at least my bullshit uh, meter checker on it uh, during the review where I, I told him, like, you know, this is going to be a game that, you know, come December, I'm still going to be playing. I, I, I truly, truly believe that. I don't know if it'll be every day like it's been, but I definitely think I'm going to be popping in there at least once a week to tinker. And if they're giving me on top of just, hey, watching my town evolve, moving things around, earning my bells, if they're giving me seasonal events that are more than just like, you know, I remember you, you never played Animal Crossing, right? No. It's always been a big deal when it's fall or it's winter and, you know, it, the leaves change and it gets snowy and like you have to change your out. You don't have to, but you want to change your outfits to blend in like, 
that's always been a huge part of it. So if you're partnering with that with like cool on top of these you know, fishing tournaments they've shown and on top of this Easter event, like they're giving you so many more reasons. I hope so, man. I hope so. Yeah. And, and dude, we'll see. I want to, I want to hold you to that December thing. And I, I don't think that's on you. If you give up, I think it's on Nintendo for not giving you enough breadcrumbs to, to jump back on. Cause I think sure. that this is, they need to do that for this game. And we'll I, see. I feel like N- Nintendo's entire uh, games as a service strategy, the Nintendo version. Uh, I, I need to see them step it up because it's yeah. it's been a little bit disappointing to me see, as a fan. I, this one I don't mean like because I know like are, when you're saying disappointing as a fan, are you thinking of like Smash Brothers? Yeah. Okay. I think what's or Mario Kart. Any any other oh, games yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about this one is that, and I I guess don't get me wrong. Eventually, you're going to hit a different you know level of this. But even in the 15 days, and what Joey and I have talked about, you know, in the review is the idea that. What I'm what I'm doing now in this game, I'm laying the groundwork for what it's going to look like in three months. My town, the 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 you know the terraforming, the ability to move houses, the ability to really get in and build a city. Like it's so much more than just Animal Crossing. It feels like on par, not on par. I shouldn't say that. It feels like it's got pangs of Sim City, where I am. You know, this is my town square. I, was, I talk about this in the review. This is my town square, and I know it's always going to be the center of my world. So even right now, as I'm building my rickety dumb bridges i'm building them where i'd want to build my you know awesome suspension concrete bridges later on like i'm still having everything lead back i'm, I'm using the spoke method similar to one disneyland that i learned about in imagineers tim got um it, got it yeah you know what i mean like i i'm building this not for the the moment of the enjoyment i'm having now i'm building this for when i am to this point where i'm making this fucking awesome hustling bustling city and i feel like with that happening there's enough reasons to keep me back week after week, month after month. And then eventually, yeah, I guess you get to a point where what am I going to spend my bells on? What am I going to do with it? But I still think there'll be enough that I'm like, mm, this could still be different. I should go harvest these flowers. I should go do this. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I'm very happy for you guys. Thank you. your towns. One day you should join us, you know? Just try yeah. it. Just try yeah. it on. See what happens. It's like those sweatpants you have on right now. Ooh. Tim, I'm excited for Animal Crossing to save the world when it comes here Friday, but Friday's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Before we get to what's out today, let's talk about our sponsors. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he sounded like the fire from Super Mario Brothers 1 when Bowser shoots it at you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our sponsors. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash games to be part of reader mail like so many of you have so far. You could also get the show ads free. Speaking of ad free, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hymns. Timothy Gettys, mm-hmm. do we love Hymns? We do, man, especially Andy and Nick. They've been using it for a long time. Nick swears by it to the point that he'll never stop using it. Well, this legitimately came up in conversation on The Office the other day about hymns. Yeah, because if you're a longtime listener, you know that hymns has been with us forever because they are the homies and take care of us. But we were talking about it, and Nick's like, no, like, for real, my hair wouldn't look this good <laughs> if it wasn't for hymns. I, I needed it, too, because uh, they send those gummies that Nick's always talking about. And yeah. um, I, with all this, the virus issues, I, I recently had my eye surgery, and I need vitamin C. They were sold out of vitamin C. So Nick gave me a, a pack of his gummies that he had, and there's some vitamin C in there. So there we go. There you go. Uh, com, of course, is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. Uh, it's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Uh, Hims was created by a guy who knows there's some men's health conversations that are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours, and it's completely confidential and discreet. Uh, you can be like Nick and Andy. They went to 4 They answered some quick questions, a doctor reviewed, and determined it was right for them and prescribed them medication to help treat hair loss that is shipped directly to their door, which is more important than ever right now. Oh, yeah. uh, right now, my listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's 4 slash games daily. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. The offer is valid if only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See the website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's 4hims.com slash gamesdaily. Up next is Manscaped. Timothy Gettys, do we love shaving our balls? Oh, yes, we do. 
especially now that we have Manscaped, of course. You've heard Manscaped. They've been around for a while, too. Uh, they're taking care of our nuts, so we never nick them. Mm-hmm. Uh, supports for Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. St. Paddy's Day is just around the corner, so there is no better time to invest in the proper tools to get lucky. You and your partner will get lucky, all right, with their Lawnmower 3.0. It'll showcase your pot of gold like no other. Manscaped has the best coffee. Oh ever. my god, that was fantastic! Right? Oh, it, it, they have more of St. Patty's Day pot of gold stuff in here. Don't you worry about it. Uh, Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Uh, when I tell you it's premium, it's premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 700 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud with this intelligently designed stand. Uh, it's a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Great. It's always nice. Yeah. Uh, we have Blessing Jr. in the chat, and uh, he's saying, I've been using that lawnmower 3.0, and let me tell you, smooth as eggs. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's always a nice surprise uh, for you and your partner when you can actually see – you see what – it's always a nice surprise for you and your partner when you can actually see you, the tree stand, stall – I'm not screwing this up when you trim the hedges back. It's basically saying your dick will look bigger if you if you use this. Uh, trim that junk of yours and get lucky this St. Paddy's Day. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping. Uh, manscaped.com. Use the code GAMES20. Cheers to manscaping your lucky charms. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Out today, deep diving adventures on Switch. Super Bit Blaster XL on Switch. The Strange Realm of Mine on Switch. Chop is Dish on PS4. Slay the Biggies, or maybe it's Bee Gees on PC. Woo Men in Science, PC. Chronicle, Unit 8 on PC. Dragon Scale 6, Love and Redemption on PC. <laughs> Bone Marrow on PC. Weed Farmer Simulator. I'm sorry, oh. Weed Farmer Simulator on PC. Oh. Encore, Classic Card Games on PC. This one is awesome. Where in the World is Carmen San Diego on PC? I'm going to okay. have to download that because I got this PC set up in here. <laughs> Democratic Socialist Simulator on PC and Mac. Oh, my God. New dates for you. Creature in the Well is coming uh, to PlayStation 4 March 31st. And then Resident Evil 3 uh, Raccoon City gets a demo. Uh, it gets the Raccoon City demo on March 19th. And then Resident Evil Resistance gets an open beta on March 27th. So here's the thing, Greg. Lay it on me. I want, we need to do a stream this week. And I'm trying Two? to figure out what Resident Evil, like how are we going to do Resident the Evil Resident 3? Evil. Because the, the best idea I have so far is make Andy do it. <laughs> Sure. Because he, yeah. he has the streaming setup. But guess what Andy doesn't like to do? Stream scary play, games. Play scary games. I think this is a win-win. <laughs> I mean, Andy's got to do something for this company, right? I know. I don't I've think he's awake forever. yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. why not, you know, scare scare little little Andy? I mean, just here's the thing. Everybody in chat. Well, no, no don't do that. Don't do that, actually. You know what I mean? Just we gotta just make sure he understands the fate of the company. You know what I mean? Like we're all we're all doing things we don't want to do because of coronavirus. He's gotta play. Confirm he is now awake. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know, because we're all like self quarantining, Kevin has a camera in everybody's bedroom (laughs) to make sure we're breathing. (laughs) He cannot confirm Andy is awake. It's like it's like responded via Slack like two minutes ago. Jesus. Oh, Kevin, why are you so touchy about watching us at our bedrooms? You used to love Jesus. it. Oh, God, my ear's ringing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games, giving your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Mike needs help on Xbox. His Xbox username is Van Triple H. So V-A-N-H-H-H. Maybe it's just Van... I don't know. (laughs) Lapsed Division 2 player from the East Coast, looking for some best friends to show him the ropes in the end game in the new DLC. Jobless. If you want to play Division 2 with Mike on Xbox, hit him up at V-A-N-H-H-H. 
Tim? Yes. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight to for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, Borzen00 says, the E is lowercase in uh, the other one I was screwing up, the hard drive thing, because the E in PCIE is lowercase. That is mm-hmm. pronounced as PCIE. Borzen, that is dumb. And it's just all dumb. How would I know that? You know what I mean? This is why TurboTax well, it's, sucks. It's it's like, if I remember correctly, it's like PCI Express. But it's like what? PCI is the thing. So like they're, they're trying to make the E like a separate thing. It's just a different version of what the PCI is. So mm-hmm. NVMe, same, same deal. I'm just saying this is why PC gaming is still in fourth place behind the PlayStation 4, the Xbox, the Switch. There you go. Mm. I think Vita is almost ahead of it. But I'm just, I don't know. That's what I read. Mm. That's what I read on, on my sources. Mm-hmm. Vita Wars you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Video Games writes in uh, kindoffunny.com slash wrong it says one major piece of news that you missed from the Xbox blowout is that all games playable on the Xbox Series X will be able to have HDR implemented using the machine learning HDR developed for Gears of War this is system level and doesn't require any input from developers Fusion, Frez- Fr- Fusion, Fr- Fusion Frenzy will be 4K HDR on the Series X Source uh, the Digital Foundry video titled Xbox uh, Series X Complete Specs plus Ray Tracing slash Gears 5 slash Backwards Combat slash Quick Resume Demo Showcase at about 24 minutes. So I love that, uh, and that's exciting stuff. However, uh, at the end of the day, I'm already kind of a stickler when it comes to HDR, and I can tell when it's not optimized, and in the mm-hmm. Ori review, I go into that. And so while this is that's cool that it's using tech, like it doesn't matter if it's not actually built for it, right? Like gotcha. Horizon is the gold standard to me right now. Horizon and Control probably are the two best looking HDR games, I would say. Gears Five though, I'll give it to them. And if if they're using that, then maybe I I'm totally wrong and I'm an asshole because that game was beautiful in HDR. Uh, Kebabs continues, uh, and you're wrong. And says Sam Claiborne details how to time skip in his review on IGN.com. Look for the blue box section. I will not Kebabs because I'm not a cheater like Sam Claiborne or Brian Altano or I guess IGN.com in general. Wow. I'm just saying, putting it out there. I get it, man. Kebabs then also says the spoke system is is in Disney World. Disneyland was built before the spoke system was devised. Okay, true, but remember in Disneyland, one of the big parts is that you can see that you can see the castle at all times. Like that's how you orient yourself. All right, that's what I'm talking about with my Times Square. You can go to IGN with the other cheaters. And then Nanobiologist says, Miss New Date Control DLC Foundation will be coming to Xbox in June. This was never announced before today. There you go, Tim. Yeah. You can't go anywhere because we have a post oh, no. show to do for patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, but remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every week down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, you can, of course, go there, give us questions, comments, concerns. You can squat up and do all that. You can watch it live, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, where our Animal Crossing review is up. We'd love it if you went and watched it. Uh, you can get it on podcast services around the globe as well uh hosting for the rest of this week looks like this and of course this is all tentative uh tomorrow it should be me and imran wednesday it should be me and gary witta thursday it should be me and tim friday it should be me and blessing however that doesn't seem like a lot of bless we should probably get him in more so i'll try to juggle some of that for you um gamescast however remember as i said uh you're getting two of them this week animal crossing review is up right now and the doom eternal review will be up tomorrow morning that's tuesday right tim mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm, me boy <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been our first work from home podcast. I think it went pretty well, Tim. I, I do too. I, I love that me and you have talked together so many times that it like it. I, we just know each other's rhythm. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because we're in love. That's true. And nothing will tear it apart. Nothing. Now at take all. off the sweatpants. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. They're off. <laughs>